how do you plan to shepherd FCBC Walnut through everything that's happening? Honestly, I don't know, but uh, I mean, I do have some answers, but I mean, honestly, I don't know, but I, but I'm, I am uh, confident that our team will, uh, will work together and, and our team will, will have a good shepherding plan. So we have a wonderful team of pastors, uh, both on the English side and on the, on, in the two Chinese congregations. And I think together we will, uh, we will move forward. I think with our church, we have to, one, in, in, in some sense, I, as a lead pastor, have to have a little more courage because I think there are some people in our, uh, in, in particular, but all congregations, but in our English congregation, who would see any discussion of race or racism as a political maneuver, right? They would see it as uh, talking about racial reconciliation is equal to aligning with uh, liberal politics or liberal, in a, not liberal in a good sense of, of, of you know, liberal thoughts, but um, progressive politics, right? They, they would see the politics and then they wouldn't listen or they would label us, right? Uh, but, but I think the vast majority of our members understand uh, that, that we, we should talk about race, um, not just because it impacts Asians, but because it, it, it's a matter of, it's a, it's a subject that, that needs to be understood. I think it's critical and I think it's impacting our kids. I think it's impacting uh, the emerging generation. Uh, and so in some way, there has to be a way to discuss uh, a biblical understanding of race, race relations, racial reconciliation, um, I, I think what I'm processing through, and here's where, you know, it's a little bit more of what's going on in my mind, is that when you consider, um, I'm going to use labels, and I'm doing it purposely, okay, when you consider Chinese, so let's get very specific, self-professing Chinese conservative evangelical, okay, in America. So these are people who, who profess themselves as conservative evangelical Chinese American uh, that typically when they when if they're going to use that label then they care about three things right they care a lot about religious liberty and that's going to impact their politics they care about economic stability and prosperity and so as christians they care about those things those are the things that are going to impact them those are the things that they want their pastors to talk about those are the things that they're going to want championed but now my question is, do they care about public safety? And they probably will say, yes, we care about our public safety. And, uh, and, and so then, okay, well, there's three things that you care about. Religious liberty, public safety and security, and economic st stability and prosperity. But if I ask, do you care about justice? And I, I know that needs to be defined. Then oftentimes they say, well, pastor, you don't have to talk about that. Mm. You know, um, and... And so, so I, I think that we have to redefine and reclaim the biblical meaning of kingdom justice and what that means. And, and really, if people understand, and again, I'm not talking about in excess, I'm not talking about in a way where, um, where, where we're, we're idolizing the comforts of this world or, or asking for things that the New Testament does not promise us, but actually if in some ideal world, if we were able to experience kingdom justice and all the different facets of kingdom justice, kingdom justice understood rightly uh, would actually lead to a real religious liberty where we, we, you know, we have a plurality of freedom of religion, 
right? R real religious liberty. You would also have public safety and security. And I would argue that you would also have a free economy with stability. And I know that somebody was, somebody might say, okay, you're reading too much uh, Abraham Kuyper. Uh, this is America. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, and, and so I review, so people, you guys know that we're reformed uh, theologically, you know, so I mean, it, in, in, in our church, you know, in our context. So I think that if we do uh, really have hearts that beat for justice as laid out in the Old Testament and progressively fulfilled in Christ and then in the New Testament church, what the people of God are supposed to represent in, in terms of a faithful presence of God's kingdom in this world, if we understand justice, then all the other facets of justice we are going to care for. Hmm. And then in that way, you know, it would reshape how we understand politics more biblically, I would say, and not nationalistically. So, um, so I, I think those are the things that, that, that we ought to talk about. And um, it begins by addressing these things, maybe in a worldview seminar uh, setting and possibly then uh, educating us uh, together, learning together on how to think through what it means to be agents of biblical justice. And then when, when we when we take a step back, then there's the shepherding aspect. Is there, Are there um, members in our church and uh, members in the community who are fearful and um, they're afraid or, or they're terrified or they're uh, they're scarred. Okay, so how do we then shepherd them and give them courage by, again, bringing them to the gospel, rooting them in Christ, and helping them understand the, the what it means to be a New Testament Christian? I know that's a lot, but that's how I would answer that question. I think I see where you're coming from. I hear where you're coming from, and I, I see how some of that we're already trying to do with what you said with the worldview class. We have a worldview class on Tuesdays. It's supposed to be taking the place of our Sunday school class because we don't have Sunday school going on right now. Do you think that because COVID took away our Sunday school, we're in not a good position to handle these things? Uh, no, you mean, um, what do you mean? What do you mean when you say like COVID took away our Sunday school? <laughs> good, good, good. I mean, because Sunday school meeting in person on Sundays, traditionally, right? The way that we've had it before. And we don't have that anymore and move to a Tuesday night deal via Zoom. Are we hurting because of that? Or do you think, yeah, how do you, how do you think we're doing in terms of trying to have Sunday school yeah. in, in that place? I mean, you know, when it comes to a pragmatic level, I would say that whether you have your class on Sunday or Tuesday, you're going to be hitting a certain group of people, meaning numer the, the range of attendees would be the same, right? So um, on Sunday morning, there's, there's a cap in the sense of people who are able to come. So on Sunday morning, what you get is you get the people who are going to be there for worship already, but there, there's a lot of um, individuals, members, uh, mature believers who are serving during the Sunday school hour. They're serving in children's, youth, um, other other administrative ministries, and they're not able to attend Sunday school. On a Tuesday night, they would be able to just sign in on Zoom and, and come. Um, you know, whatever night you land the class on, you're going to have people involved in, in Bible study fellowship or, or their small group or community group and so forth. So I, I, so I think the way that I, we look at it, I look at it is that God's going to bring the people who he wants to come.
you know, and um, obviously that, that goes back a little bit to my theology, but understanding that God, you know, we just be faithful to find the, the slot that we're able to, to offer the class in. And we're hoping uh, that I think when we reopen and go back, when we reopen fully, we're, we've been open, but reopen fully. And when we, um, you know, post COVID, when we go back, I mean, obviously Sunday school is going to move back to Sunday. And uh, I've always seen Sunday school as one part of the discipleship pathway. It's, it's one aspect of disciple making. It's not the primary uh, means of making disciples. Uh, and so I, and I, I believe that's where, you know, our entire pastoral team uh, feels that way. And so, yeah, but, but I, I do think the Tuesday night has been unique um, because we've been able to really tackle some of the hot topics in a in a more appropriate setting I, I think it's a lot more appropriate there's a lot more time to do so uh, than on a, on a Sunday pulpit platform I have one more question for you Hanley before we get ready to wrap up here and that is how would you encourage other pastors whether they're in the same type of context you're in um, with the Asian American you know congregation or how would you just encourage pastors in general? I guess you can take both audiences into consideration. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, I, I would I would say um, uh, if I'm honest, I would say I, I would I, I need to learn from these pastors. So so uh, I would say, hey, teach me <laughs> how you're navigating uh, your people through this. Um, and I wouldn't just ask Asian American pastors. In particular, I would ask um, trustworthy Black American pastors and how they navigate their people uh, through um, much greater uh, discrimination and um, and things that they've experienced historically. So how have they balanced and how have they led their people? And I know there's books that we can read and 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 people that we can listen to. Uh, but but yeah, I mean my my encouragement to uh, pastors in general is that do not lose hope. Our hope is in the gospel. Do not lose hope. You know, there's always going to be, there's always going to, going to be people who are not aligned with the gospel. Um, I take that from Galatians and I'm not talking about where Peter ended, but I remember we all know when Paul <laughs> rebuked Peter for, for withdrawing from table fellowship, because the Jews came from, from James, from Jerusalem, then, uh, you know, Paul rebuked Peter to his face and, and basically said, you're out of step with the gospel. And so there's, there's always going to be churches that are out of step with the gospel. There's always going to be professing believers, denominations, Christian leaders who are out of step with the gospel. Do not lose hope. The overall consensus I see um, is, that, is that enough Christian leaders are speaking up, enough Christian leaders care about the essential doctrines, are willing to to put the political divide aside and really go back to the gospel. And that's my hope and my prayer. Um, I know it sounds cliche, but, but, but the gospel is our hope and, and sound doctrine is, is the way forward uh, to Asian American pastors. Uh, I would say uh, shepherd your people, shepherd your people, shepherd your people um, to speak up, shepherd your people to not run and ignore um, hurting people or not ignore problems that are not convenient for you to address. Um, don't be afraid, but you also have to understand um, who you're dealing with. And so for each Asian American pastor, you have to speak to the context of your people. You are uh, contrary to what you might hear on social media. You know, when you look at calling um, 
how do you know you're called? It's because there's a local church that affirmed you as their pastor or elder. They are the ones who actually can affirm whether or not you meet the qualifications laid out in the pastoral epistles. So that church as has quote unquote called you. And, and so you don't need to feel like you need to be um, a, a, a leader in the public square. If that is not your calling, you can be, but your calling is specifically to your flock. So you need to know your flock. So if you're ministering to younger generation Z or millennials, then, then yes, talk about race, talk about how to process, talk about how not to be afraid, talk about how not to be angry or, or, or how to turn to Christ and, and lean into Christ, how to process emotionally. Talk about that. If you're like me where, you know, we have other shepherds that deal with the emerging generation. I know I'm preaching and, and teaching and speaking to emerging generations, but a lot of what I deal with is a very conservative um, adult group um, that, that's much older. So I'm very careful on, on how, how I speak, you know, and, and what I'm saying and what I'm not saying. And so, you know, for me, uh, I think the call is uh, in the worldview class for me, uh, we've already planned this, and we're going to do a couple of weeks on Christian nationalism. So, so, so what does nationalism look like? What are the consequences of it? What is it? And what is it not? Um, and, and it's, it's interesting because most of the time when you're talking to Asian Americans, it's a lot easier, I feel like for them to see, okay, yeah, this is some of what maybe, you know, we've, given ourselves into because of the media or social media. Uh, but when we go back to the biblical teaching, we can see that, that uh, Christian nationalism is, is clearly wrong. And so, so that's where I need to start is I need to lead our people. And, and often, you know, when you speak the truth, um, you know, uh, for pastors, you're going to be criticized. Uh, people are going to, some people are going to criticize you for being too conservative and they're going to call you things. Um, and other, other people are going to call, say that you're too liberal and they, and they're going to question your, whether you're an evangelical or not. Right. And so, but you know what, I think if, if we want to be where Christ is, we ride the fence and sit in the middle and, and separate the politics, call out sin for what it is and, and call out sin on every, um, on every spectrum. And so I think pastors right now, it is a, it is a challenging time for us and we need to shepherd our people to think, feel, and to live through these times. And um, I think for the, for the average Asian American, you know, once again, I would say fear not, um, you know, have a reasonable caution and process your feelings of, uh, of offense and anger. Uh, but, but lament to Christ. It is a time to lament. It is a time to pray. Uh, I go back to uh, Romans 14, and there are those who are going to be weaker, and, and this is going to impact them a lot. There's, there are those who are going to be stronger, and they're going to process theologically. But the one thing that we cannot lose is empathy. And, um, and people have criticized me for empathy. They're all, oh, you're saying empathize. Um, you know, that's a liberal thing. Like, you know, and, and, and now... I think I'm, a, I'm at a point where, well, if that's what you want to say, that's what you want to say. But Jesus taught us uh, that, that, that they will know uh, his disciples by our love for one another and generally by our love for our neighbor. Uh, and so if we love God, we need to love our neighbor and our neighbor needs to see that we're loving. Uh, and so, so I would say focus on, on matters of unity, um, focus on, on truths that unite evangelicals rather than divide us. Uh, and um and, 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 and I think ultimately, yeah, I mean, so obviously you can see I'm still processing this, 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, so for me, I, I know what I'm doing is I'm trying to read a lot and, um, you know, see what other Christian leaders say and, and trying to learn. But that's where I'm at personally. Well, Hanley, thank you so much for sharing with us again. I always appreciate your honesty. I always appreciate uh, what I consider to be humility on your part, uh, just always trying to learn, um, but also communicate. And uh, yeah, thank you for being our pastor. Anything else you want to do before we get out of here? No, <laughs> thank you for your kind words. And so, um, yeah, I mean, if you're a part of FCBC, you know that um, we, we, we can't always be there for all of you every minute, you know, but we do mean it when we say we love you and, uh, and thank you for your support and your prayers. And, uh, you know, and I know that there's others that may listen to this and, um, you know, and, and I think right now, if, if you're part of the larger audience, so now I'm speaking to people who may be listening outside of FCBC Walnut, I think mm -hmm. your pastors need a lot of encouragement and they need a lot of support and they need a lot of love right now. It's been a very hard year and, and a half for pastors. Um, and a lot of them are running on empty. So uh, go show your pastor some love. Um, you know, my church, our church has been so loving and supportive of us. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that, that would be my encouragement for, for other, others who are listening and who are uh, Christians. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for doing this, Hanley. I'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye. Bye.